nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the XRP Enabled Podcast. It is February the 9th. It is a Sunday. Uh, prices today, the market is doing fantastic. We're seeing a lot of good stuff in the news. Uh, a lot of news to cover today. Noah, how are you doing? Alex, I'm doing fantastic. The market is looking hot this week. Altcoins are pumping. Bitcoin's above 10000 but... Fuck Bitcoin. We're here to talk about XRP. Yes, we are here to talk about XRP and apparently to drop F-bombs. Let's <laughs> jump into the first story of today. Uh, this is talking about remittance. Um, this is talking about the Intermex. It's a company. It is partnering now with Ripple for XRP-based remittance. Uh, remittance, if you do not know, it is a transfer of money. It's usually by like a someone who's who went to the to a foreign country and is sending money back to their home country, uh, back to their family at home. Uh, Noah, what do you think about this partnership? Yeah, so the, these two companies, uh, Intermex and Bitso, um, are the two that just partnered with Ripple. And remittances are really big between the U.S. and Mexico. Um, in 2018 or 2019, I believe it was $37 billion in remittances were sent to Mexico from the U S. So that's a lot of money being transferred every single day. Yes. That's a lot of money. A lot of, a lot of transfers, a lot, a lot of quantity of transfers as well as the amount, um, just going back, just going back from, uh, to Mexico from the United States. Yeah. And when you, when you look at a lot of these articles and a lot of things people are saying now, companies are starting to call Ripple and XRP. You're starting to see it called ODL. That stands for on-demand liquidity. That is what everyone is calling Ripple and XRP, on-demand liquidity. So if you see that, that they're talking about XRP. Yeah, um, on-demand liquidity. On-demand li- Oh my gosh. On-demand liquidity <laughs> is, uh, it, that's like the biggest selling point of XRP and the biggest selling point, uh, that's the biggest thing that Ripple is pushing to make uh, accessible, not just to individuals, but also to to large banks and international financial institutions. Yes, and since Intermex deals directly with U.S.-Mexico, um, transfers that is a huge corridor for XRP to to put themselves in, and they've already started doing a little bit through MoneyGram, which is another, which is honestly XRP's biggest partner. But to actually be with Intermex now, that that's huge as they're making thirty million transactions a year. Um, that's that's really crazy, and that's going to be big for the volumes of XRP to go up. Yeah, that will if they can uh, integrate the technology correctly, then we can potentially see uh, the volume of uh, extra of exchanges going on. Uh, we've already seen that the number of transactions we've seen that hit record highs in the past few months. We've seen that number grow steadily and consistently, and adding this could bump that number up to a whole new level. Yes, and then moving on to Bitso, who is also going to be using XRP. They are also dealing with U.S. Mexican remittances. Um, 
using on-demand liquidity and in a podcast, Vogel, who is the CEO of Bitso, shared that Ripple's on-demand liquidity moved $18 million through XRP in the last week alone in December. So yeah, obviously, a lot of people trying to get that money back to home uh, before the start of the new year, and that was done through using MoneyGram and Ripple's on-demand liquidity. Yeah, so volumes are going up for Ripple, and I think that's a bit or for XRP, and I think that is a big reason we've seen the price jump starting to happen. Um, is through those volumes. I mean, just in the last week, we've gone basically from around twenty-four cents to this new. 28 cent region we have a resistance at 29 cents so hopefully in the coming week we will push past the 29 cent mark yeah i mean we're, we're at 28 right now so i mean it's possible that we could wake up tomorrow and it be 30 like that's happened to that's happened before we've seen that happen it's jumped a jumped a lot in like just pretty much overnight uh, but yeah. it could also we could be waiting around here at the like the twenty nine cent barrier for quite a long time. We've seen that happen too. So we'll just we'll just have to watch how this plays out. Watch what the price does. Uh, probably it will just be some normal typical price action go up and down uh, for the next couple of weeks. But you know we'd love to see, especially going into the springtime, uh, we'd love to see a big jump in prices across all crypto markets. Yeah, man. And I mean, it's really just about watching the uh, the volumes with XRP because I feel like as the volume increases, we're going to see that price action. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. A lot of the times it, those two things seem to be uh, connected. Yeah, it's all about Ripple making partnerships and that's what's going to going to push the price up. Is, yeah, you and is, I have been saying that since the start of this podcast, since we've been, since the start of us paying attention to crypto and Ripple and XRP, uh, is all about Ripple making those partnerships and integrating their technology and the use of XRP in already, um, in institutionalized money. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on. Brinks has invested $9 billion million, in money million. With an M, not a B. <laughs> I said I said million. I, I I thought you said billion. My mistake. Okay, well, I'm saying nine million dollars in MoneyGram. Yes. Um, we all know Brinks is the cash management service provider. Um, as we're moving to a cashless society, I, I feel like it's a good move by Brinks to invest in MoneyGram that is dealing more with digital international money transfers. You know what I'm saying? For sure. I like to see these companies that have basis in, um, like this company in particular has basic basis, uh, its base is in protecting uh, hard money. It's in protecting cash. Um, yeah. Them investing in MoneyGram, which is then partnered with XRP, uh, investing in digital currency. Uh, that's a huge step. I like to see it, and I hope that Brinks will, uh, is working behind the scenes on stuff yeah and it's almost like they're gonna they're gonna have to adjust at some point and possibly rework their whole business model you know if, if we do get to a cashless society point which i firmly believe is coming in the next five to ten years maybe even sooner than that um brinks is gonna have to make some big changes you know what i mean i think this investment in MoneyGram is a good start to that yeah, for sure. Hopefully that we can see them making some changes. Hopefully that they're reading the writing on the wall and how the economy is changing and that they can get ahead of that. Uh, I hope that like, we can see that for the future of the company and the future of all the workers there. Heck yeah, man. 
All right, you want to bring us into this, All this right, next this greasy next, topic? Next topic, Noah and I are very, very excited about. Uh, this is going to make some people mad. This will hopefully make some people mad. Well, uh, none of our listeners. None of our, none of our, li- none of our homies. Um, but this is an anti-Bitcoin story. Uh, this is exposing some of the, some of the, uh, the shadiness that goes on with Bitcoin and Bitcoin whales uh, manipulating the price. This is saying this article says that a majority of Bitcoin trading is a hoax. This was a study that was conducted, and it says that uh, seventy-five percent of the uh trades uh, in bitcoin are done i know you can explain it better how i um better than i can yeah. with this because uh, you have a better understanding of this but pretty much 75 percent of these trades are hoax and are kind of faked yes so if this is a direct article from cnbc and you know however you think about cnbc it is still a very major news source to talk about cryptocurrency this isn't this isn't a direct channel that is only talking about cryptocurrency. This is mainstream news talking about Bitcoin faking transactions with the idea that 71 out of 81 exchanges that use Bitcoin, all of these, uh, well, 71 out of 81 are all using a thing called wash trading, which basically describes a person that is simultaneously selling and buying the same Bitcoin. So basically, all of this Bitcoin volume that you're seeing is just whales selling off their Bitcoin and then buying it again when it gets low. So it's really that's the fluctuation of the Bitcoin market is these whales just making little bits of money at a time and selling it off and then buying it again when it drops low. So for if if you look, it actually says that these exchanges reported an aggregated six billion in average daily Bitcoin volume, and the study found that only two hundred and seventy three million of that is legitimate. Yeah, that's a lot that more is, than the that number is I a said crazy number. Crazy yeah, that number. Is a, like for only two hundred seventy three million of Bitcoin's daily volume to be legitimate, that that is. That's crazy. Now, I mean, this I was mean, one study that found this. So, um, playing just devil's advocate here, um, you know, this might not be an accurate study, and uh, this is just one study that found this. So that number, while not that that number is in like set in stone that two hundred seventy three million uh, of the trades are legit. Uh, so, like, there can be some fuzziness there, but this definitely shows that a lot of the trades are fake. Yeah, and and done by the same people, you know. Done what I by mean? the same people, just making a little bit of money. Well, to us, it would probably be a lot of money, but to them, it's a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah, to them, it's probably pennies a day, but still, that's that's what they're doing. It's wash trading among these exchanges, and even if the numbers aren't exactly right, we can still pretty much con- concur that um, a lot of the Bitcoin volume is is not not real. So yeah, hashtag Bitcoin is over party. Hashtag Bitcoin is trash. Expose Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. Dump your Bitcoin. Dump your Bitcoin by XRP. Uh, Uh, Let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on to talking about one of our favorite group of people. It's the IMF. Noah, we love talking about these guys. What do we have? What do they have for us today? The International Monetary 
fund is calling for people to be vigilant as the price of stocks and other assets are surging. You know what happens when the stock market is doing well. We talked about in the last podcast how there was a big dump. The Dow was down 600 points. But magically, out of nowhere this week, it has gone way back up. Yeah, reached a record high this past week. Uh, I want to make sure that we talked about that on this podcast because that was a big highlight of our show last week was us talking about the struggles of the stock market and why that was good for crypto. And then this past week, pretty much, Almost immediately after we got the the episode out, Dow started to recover and it started to do really well uh, throughout the week. Closed at a record high. Um, so the IMF they they came out and that they want people to be vigilant because of of these prices are surging and and everything. There's a lot of uh, confidence in the stock market after that recovery. But we know when these things happen. There's a big chance that the Fed is printing money into the overnight repo market. As they came out and said this last week, they printed over $45 billion. Where did that money go? Straight into the stock market. We watched Tesla make big leaps this week and then dump. It's 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 scary, guys. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't trust the stock market. It's, it's very uh, volatile right now. Um, yeah, I, I trust yeah. the crypto market more more than the stock market right now, just because I we I get the feeling that there's and I you know if you know if you say it's gonna rain every single day, eventually you'll be right. But I'm gonna say this anyway. I get the feeling that we're heading towards some bad times for the stock market. Yeah, I, I really think that the Fed is just trying to extend this this good market as long as they can. Yeah, but. Before before long, it's going to happen, and we're going to have another crash again. We're going to have another recession. And what is at- better to save us from a recession than XRP and Ripple's on-demand liquidity? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been a big critic of the... Uh- of the government actions to recover from the uh, the big the the great recession uh, in two thousand eight, um, I've been a critic of how we really just put band aids over the problems. We didn't actually go in and fix everything, and we didn't pay the piper, which means that, especially since we went through a whole decade without a recession, um, it means that we are we are due. We are due. the The economy is due for some struggles due for a recession and because we didn't pay the piper fully in 20 in 2008 because we we bailed out companies because we put we threw band-aids over band-aids on the on the problems not just going through and institutionally fixing the problems that means that we are in for tough times and crypto and XRP and Ripple they that could be what bails the world out yeah, because that that's really the only choice they have, you know what I mean? On-demand liquidity and it's coming. It's it's going to happen. It's not it's not an if, it's just a when at this point. We're just waiting waiting for it to happen. Yes, indeed. Do you want to talk talk about these uh Fed Fed extending the regulatory reach? Yes. One more topic so, for today, Noah. <laughs> one more topic. It kind of sounds like we could possibly have a Ripple bank. And that sounds pretty crazy that Ripple could possibly become a bank. But the Fed is talking about how its powers are limited in areas where technology firms develop payment services connected to digital wallets rather than bank accounts and rely 
on digital currencies rather than sovereign currencies as a mean for exchange. If that doesn't sound like Ripple and XRP or just crypto in general, I don't know what does, but it kind of seems like we're moving towards a crypto bank scenario. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely think that the, that's something that uh, a lot of banks are going to be looking for, uh, looking towards is integrating uh, digital wallets and integrating digital assets into the um, into the services that they already offer because. If they don't, they are being they're going to be severely left behind in the next ten years. Uh, and like I see, like we talked about, Wells Fargo wanting to become a technology company. Um, yeah, that is that is some writing on the wall of what's what's to come. Uh, one of the biggest banks in the world talking about how they they need to modernize and how they need to get with the times and prepare for the future. And the Fed is obviously concerned about what's the Fed. What is the business that the Fed does? They work with. Um, they work with money. They work with fiat money. They work with the United States, um, the, the U.S. dollar. And if yeah. the U.S. dollar isn't is no longer the dominant force, then the the Fed has reasons to be concerned. Yeah, exactly. And that that has been a lot of talk between countries, and it was even talk at um, Davos about the U.S. dollar not being the leading currency and possibly switching to a cryptocurrency um, as means of money transfer. And XRP is obviously... Um, XRP would be the, appears to be the front runner when it comes to filling yeah. that role. Yeah, and that was, that was talked about at Davos. But that is all we have today, ladies and gentlemen. Anything else you want to say, Alex? Go check us out on Twitter. Follow us on social media. We post uh, crypto-related content throughout the week. Noah handles the Twitter account. Please go talk to him. Uh, he's itching to talk to people on Twitter all the time. Uh, just tweet oh, yeah. ra tweet random stuff at him. Annoy him. Uh, go follow us on Twitter. Interact with us there. Uh, please go listen to the backlog of our episodes and rate us five stars on iTunes because it really helps get our message out to more people and bring more people into like the XRP army. So we really want to get higher up on those iTunes ratings. And I'm going to steal Noah's line that he always ends the podcast with. Peace. <laughs>